incredible episode in store for you this week. March has arrived and to kick it off, I have Trent and Alex on to talk all things college basketball. We discuss the conference tournaments next week, which teams we like and dislike going into March, and much more. And after that, I've got Rosie and Austin on and we're going to talk some fantasy football. Rosie has his brand new Dynasty quarterback rankings and we get into all of the surprises in that list. Spoiler alert, there's a lot. All of that and more is coming up now. All right, here we are. It is March 1st, the time when we are recording this. It'll obviously be March 2nd, whenever you lovely listeners are listening. Uh, but it is Hopefully. March. Hopefully, Hopefully you guys have alerts on. Sorry, I <laughs> interrupted you. I apologize. <laughs> um, no, 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 you're good. But it is March, guys. We made it. It is, I don't know. I, I, would, I would obviously, like, I love baseball. I love football. I, I love the NBA, but... To me, I don't know if anything tops just the excitement of March Madness. Where are you guys at? I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good, especially after football ends, to just roar right into March. It's always fun. So even if you don't have a team in, it's just basketball wall to wall for a couple of days that first week. It's always fun to take those days off. Yeah, it's do either of y'all plan March. on uh, either of y'all plan on taking any taking any time off work those first couple of days of March Madness? Uh, I was gonna take that Friday off the first week. Probably not both though. Okay. I got I got no idea. I'm in a little bit of a situation as far as work goes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, no comment. <laughs> yeah, no comment. Um, but no, I love the month of March is one of my favorite sports months of of the year. You got um, playoff races are heating up, and mm-hmm. the NBA and the NHL, and uh, you got. Champions League is getting towards the end of their their True. tournament, and Premier League's winding up. And yeah, we got World Cup qualifying too. World Cup All qualifying coming and to then an end. Cap and it off, you get a start. Oh, uh. <laughs> if you have an Xbox or PlayStation, <laughs> <laughs> but and to cap it all off, we get. Two and a half, three weeks of nonstop college basketball, which is always a lot of fun. Yes, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. It uh, I'm I'm so pumped. Next week we have conference tournament starting, and then the chaos begins. And I, um, I feel like it's that every year, but I feel like this year there's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be super exciting. Um, speaking of exciting, so this past weekend in college basketball was what maybe the most upsets in a single weekend that I mean that I can remember it was seven of the top nine teams in the AP poll all lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of those were to unranked opponents. So we have the new top 25 rankings after that fallout. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. I was looking at it and I was thinking, okay, you know, the top two remain the same Gonzaga one, Arizona two. And I think in any other week, had either of those, if, you know, those two losses happened in a vacuum, Gonzaga loses to St. Mary's or Arizona loses to unranked Colorado, then you would see a, a bigger change at the top. But because literally like every other team behind them also lost, it's like, well, who's going to, who's going to yeah. jump them in that one, two range. Um, mm-hmm. I'll ask you all this. So looking at these, looking at these top rankings, you still have Gonzaga one and Arizona two as of right now. And I guess moving into March, do y'all think that those are the two best teams that we have in the country i really haven't watched much of arizona if i'm gonna be honest 
Uh, I'll have to watch their first round or maybe the uh, Pac-12 tournament to really gauge them, but I would say don't trust Arizona. Okay. I, I, I'm i with you. I, I do watch quite a bit of Pac-12 just because I'm holding on to my call of Oregon being starting to be something, which it looked like for a little bit they were going on a run <laughs> and they've since come back down to earth. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't really – I don't I don't buy much of Arizona. Um, they've only played – seven top tier teams this year Baylor has beaten 12 of them so yeah it's, uh, I, I don't I think I think they should be ranked two right now because they are winning the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and I I believe the Pac-12 is a fairly underrated basketball conference but um it, it'll yeah I it'll be interesting to see what happens I of the of the top four seeds right now who are probably expected to be one seeds. I would probably pick them to be the weakest. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So let's shift to Gonzaga. Cause Gonzaga is still number one. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I just don't buy it. Like I'm, I'm just not a big Gonzaga believer. I mean, it's, eh. there's, there's something about Drew Timmy that you saw what he did. I mean, they lost to St. Mary's this past weekend, which like St. Mary's is they're they're a good good program. Um and it was in St. Mary's. It was on the road for Gonzaga. Um Drew Timmy in that national championship game against Baylor last year, you know, they were down like 18 and he would go and have an emphatic dunk and then do the whole mustache sling. And it's like, dude, you're down like 18 in the <laughs> national championship. Like, stop showboating. Um, I just don't like I don't know. I mean, Chet Holmgren is obviously amazing and beast yeah he can he can he can obviously get that team very deep but i just don't know if drew timmy is like your number one or number two option if that's really a guy that you can count on when things get really really dicey in late march and early april so i i'm kind of out of them out on them i mean they'll be a one seed so they'll i think they'll at least make like the elite eight but i think once you get to that point then things start getting really interesting and i don't know how how far beyond that point i'll have them going in my bracket um do y'all share my sentiment on Gonzaga? Am I crazy? Where are y'all at on Gonzaga? No, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, I don't know. It's it's all going to depend on who's all in their, their uh, yeah, bracket. Who's in their path. Because they can beat bad teams, but they, they do play good teams close, which is, yeah. makes for good, makes for good basketball. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm, not real sure about Gonzaga either. They could either yeah. win every single mm. game by 20 or they'll barely hang on by their toenails and then let one slip away pretty quick. So, Yeah, mm. I think they'll at least make the Sweet 16 just because they'll be the one seed. But after that, I could they could lose in the Sweet 16, to be honest. Just... I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you there. I could see that happening if they're in a tough bracket. Tough... I mean, who knows what, is, what, okay, time what they're – Help me out here. Okay. <laughs> bracket what's bracket division what am i thinking of uh like four which, of them. Um, like which, which um oh like west re- east, region. region yeah, yeah region thank you there thank you go. thank you yeah <laughs> I, it's so easy it was on the tip of my tongue the whole time i just couldn't think of it. <laughs> yeah region um yeah i mean it yeah it definitely depends on what their matchups are i mean if they're a one seed then they'll be playing 16 seed in the first round yeah, and then round of thirty-two would be what the winner of the eight-nine. Yeah, well, right? what if? Yeah, 
What if their eight seeds like Ohio State or Alabama though? I I could see an upset there around a thirty two. Honestly. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm looking at it right now. Um what this are you is at? bracketology. So, yeah, bracketology. So they had an update today after the newest rankings. Um, okay. Now, I mean, this is all fluid. This isn't going to be the final bracket by any stretch of imagination. But currently, so they have Gonzaga in the West region. And so they would play the winner of Alcorn State in New Orleans as a 16 seed. Obviously, Gonzaga will win that one. Um, their 8-9 matchup. <laughs> and Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, they will. Their 8-9 matchup in the latest bracketology would be the winner of Colorado State versus Xavier. Um, oh, Xavier. Geez. Uh, okay, maybe they'll they'll probably beat whoever those both of those like Colorado State's good, but I don't think they're that good. No. And Ex- Xavier has the name, but they're they're having a down year. Take a look at the twelve seed in that region. Oh, South Dakota ODC. State. They're coming up later. Uh-oh. South Dakota State. <laughs> so yeah, they're not making the Elite Eight. No chance. No chance again. No, Jackrabbits are going to get them. <laughs> so you mentioned this before we started recording. Let's go ahead and hit it now. So why are you high on South Dakota State? I am high on South Dakota State because they are about to break the Division One college basketball record for three-point percentage in the year. They're sitting at 45% on the year. <laughs> they make every other three. And that's insane. <laughs> Oh, how many attempts it, are they just like jacking them up no, all game? No, it's like I look there and three points made, three point percentage. They have like six hundred and fifty seven, and the okay. next is the second place is like Purdue with like six hundred and ninety or something. So they're not just chucking up everything. Although you think South Dakota State, you think white boys that can shoot, so that's what you think. But um, that hasn't been the case. I turned. I actually. On Thursday, Thursday night, yeah, I they played Oral Roberts, and I turned it on, and the final score of that game was like 108 to 102. Wow! Just like an overtime thriller, Whoa. and it, it was it was probably the most elect. They had a South Dakota State had a guy off the bench score 41 points, and it was just the most gnarly basketball game I've watched this year. And it was, it was just crazy. It's fun. So I, I'm, I'm so that's what at, that's what got me on my jackrabbit high. Just watching this that is game. Crazy. Here, so. I'm looking at the I'm looking at their stats. This is absolutely wild. So they have I don't know how this compares to like context of like other Division One programs, but they have three guys who have attempted over a hundred three pointers so far the college basketball season. One guy, the leader, uh, Baylor Baylor Scheiman has attempted 154 threes. And if you look at the three-point percentage of the guys who like actually shoot them, because they have two guys, at, like I'm guessing, bottom of their bench, um, who have a 0% three-point percentage. So exclude those two. They only have two guys on their roster who have an under 40% three-point percent uh, on the season. Only two. Everyone else is above 40. That... <laughs> That's that. I mean, that's what it, you need that those kind of players to make a run in the tournament. You need well. And what do we always shooters. say about? I mean, the most common upsets are a twelve beating a five, and yeah. currently bracketology has them as a twelve seed. So I mean, yeah, watch knows? out, man. Oh, that I'm excited. I'm telling you right now, if they're a twelve seed, I'm picking them. I'm picking them to win two games. I can. Oh, tell I you will that. too. I'll pick them to I'm at least win one. I'm locking that in. I mean, and, and are this, you making uh, the call? 
making the call? No, I don't. I don't think you can make the call. Can you uh, make the call on that? Well, we don't know if well, it's the same yet. thing. With yeah. Okay. Come, gotta come back. Come Next back week, the week after two weeks from selection now. Sunday. Yeah. Come back yeah. then. I might have. A, I might have a call for you then. Yeah, yeah we okay. might need to move the podcast up that week because just we have it on Monday. We'll do it Monday yeah. night, folks. We'll do it Monday night. We'll try. I have, a, we'll, yeah, I have a work call out. every Monday. Might be Tuesday. Anyways, why not just do it on. Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I play hockey. Um, anyways, moving on. Anyways, so anyways, well, one seeds will likely be we talked about it: Gonzaga, Arizona, Duke, and then I would say winner of the Big Twelve, assuming it's either Baylor or Kansas. Um, like Maybe winner tech. of the Big Twelve tournament, basically. Uh, I don't see, but even if Tech wins it, I don't know if Tech. Oh, they won't be a one seed. To a one seed, I think it'll be either Baylor or Kansas. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Auburn. So (laughs) they just need to get out of their own way. Did they pick too soon? Uh, They just need to figure out that if you just feed the ball to the best player in the country, Jabari Smith, good things will happen. Stop playing with the guards so much, especially when they can't make a shot. Like I don't know. I've watched a couple of Auburn games lately. They're actually pretty fun to watch, but. They are fun to watch, and I don't. I don't know. They run into some hot teams. I yeah, think. and so, the SEC and is just a their, gauntlet. Yeah, and all their I, if I remember right, all their losses are on the road. They lost to Florida, lost yeah. to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, but well, I, I want to. I don't really know what that tells you. I mean, they can't play in big games, or they're just maybe they're just tired right now, fatigued. I want to back up because. Alex said the SEC is just a gauntlet right now, which he's absolutely right. But it's crazy that that's true. Like the SEC, we're not used to the SEC being this deep of a conference. But I mean, you have all these teams, whether it's Auburn or Tennessee or Arkansas or I mean Alabama's twenty yeah, fifth. But it's really the SEC and the Big Twelve that run the college basketball this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think ever since Landon Donovan, Florida teams, I I think that the SEC has been pretty wide open because you, you've seen, well, obviously Kentucky runs up and down through that. Yeah. South Carolina was good for a year or two. And then uh, Tennessee's back. They're Tennessee's back. Vanderbilt was there for a hot second. So I, I think, I think the SEC's always been a gauntlet. It's just now it's I guess got now seven. It's just- now it's got seven teams instead of five. And they have, like, NBA prospects in there now. Well, they always yeah. do with Kentucky, but more teams do now. And yeah. they're fun to watch. They're not just, like, grind you out. No, yeah, exactly. Defensive it's not teams like watching like Villanova. Oof. Yeah. Or Virginia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Providence uh, is coming back, by the way. Down two. <laughs> uh, Baylor's been uh, – it's been a – it's whenever they're healthy, you know, <laughs> but they're no, never not healthy. even that. So uh, I, I made this observation. I, I got a friend Hudson went to Baylor. I made this ob- observation about Baylor the other day. There are the best team in the country at getting good shots. They just can't mm-hmm. hit them. Yeah. Like they can't shoot. Like if they, if they shot, I don't know what their percentage is off the top of my head, but if they shot 5% better, I think they'd be undefeated right now. Yeah. Who did, they, who did they just lose? Didn't they lose somebody good, like one of their best players? Uh, they lost a center, I think. I don't think he was one of their best players. but I mean, Can they, they still make a, a good run without him, Andrew, do you think? You know, yeah, I think, um, I think because, like, so, like, Thamba had that massive game against Kansas, 
and he's really stepped up of late. And so I think, and he's a, he's a big body. He's one of their big, their big forwards. Um, so I think with him, they can, they can still make a deep run. Um, because I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. I'm looking at their percentages, Trent, and like, it's kind of all over the place. They do have a lot. I mean, they have a hand, they have a, they have a few guys on the team who are shooting under 30% from three, uh, somewhere in the teens. So, I mean, you're right there. I've noticed that too. They get a lot of good looks, but they're not, they don't make the shots. I think, I think part of it, honestly, is I'm like, I've, I've, I'm like, I have like five different thoughts going on about Baylor right now. But I think part of the <laughs> issue is like last year, what made that team so good is they had all these guards who could drive and they could get their own shot. You know, it was Davion Mitchell. It was, um, but you, you know, you had all these guards who could, who could create for themselves. Um, and then this year, you know, a lot of those guys are gone and now they have all these wings and these wings are kind of relying on their shot. You know, they're relying on someone else to get them a shot. And so when you have these games for Baylor where their shots aren't falling, then you don't have, you don't have the talent who can just take the ball and say, all right, I'm going to go get a bucket myself and kind of, you know, reset the momentum in that game. Um, That's kind of what I've seen as I've been watching them, but I don't know. I still think they're a really good team. And I still think if they're for the most part healthy, they can make a deep run, but uh, they, it's definitely been an up and down season for them. Which Um, is frustrating because every time you just, you want them to be good. I became a Baylor fan this year. And they just uh, just let you down because you yeah. just I'm so you, you're let so you proud. The, they're the defending champs. What do you mean? I know, and <laughs> you expect you expect them to play like that. And they're still, they, uh, they're, they still don't. Like, they're still playing pretty well. well. <laughs> they just well, yeah, they're night. playing well, but they're just not. Yeah, they're not up to their potential I, yet. Yeah, I, get, I think I last that. year's Baylor team was super special. Well, yeah. And yeah. Same with the was. Gonzaga team. Those, like last year, there were two teams in college basketball. It was Gonzaga and Baylor, and it was gonna mm-hmm. all. It was always gonna be Gonzaga and Baylor. There was never a oh, this three number three team coming in. Whatever. No, it was Gonzaga yeah. Baylor. This year it's Gonzaga Baylor Duke, Kentucky Arizona. You just it's a bunch of teams. List. Yeah. So yeah. It's a crap shoot. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm so excited for this year's tournament because, like you said, Trent, there were those two teams. And, like, I mean, there were other, like, competitive teams, but we all kind of expected it to be Gonzaga-Baylor at the end of it. But this year, I mean, there's, what, six, seven teams, maybe even eight that you could go down and, and you could say, yeah, I mean, I could see a path to this team winning the title. Uh, and I just normally don't have – you don't have the absent of, like, the top, top tier – at the top, you more so. I mean, this year you just have like a handful of teams who are kind of all fighting to try and get that, you know, be there at the end. So I'm I'm excited to see how it shakes shakes out in a couple weeks. Um, okay, so we are. So I wanted to ask you guys this. We were talking about this before we started recording. So the current top ten. Uh, let me read through it real quick for the listeners. So Gonzaga one, Arizona, Baylor, Duke, Auburn, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue. Providence and Wisconsin. Those are the top 10 with Villanova and Texas tech just outside of it at 11 and 12 outside of those top 10 teams. um, What team do you think is best suited to make a deep run? Once the tournament starts. Um, I like uh, Houston and Arkansas's 
ability to be able to run the floor well with all their guard play. Like they got a lot of quick wings out there and defending wise and they have a good offensive system. I could see them maybe as a three or four seed, both Houston and Arkansas winning a couple games. Right in the must bus with Arkansas. I like it. Yeah, yeah. They've been uh they've been playing a lot better lately for sure. Like they just who did they knock off this weekend? Uh Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky at home. Yeah. Their arena looked really fun. Yeah, electric or electric atmosphere, but I like their their guard play for sure. Okay, so go ahead, Trent. Go ahead. No, you got this. Finish off what Alex was saying. So I was gonna. So I was looking at so Auburn's or I'm sorry, Arkansas's most recent schedule. So in their last six games, so I mean they've won like I want to say like 15 of their last 16 or something ridiculous last like that. But in their last six games, they're five and six, and three of their five wins were against Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Just yeah, boom, boom, boom. Take them all out, sir. Arkansas is the best team in the SEC right now. Ooh, better than better than Kentucky. Right. Well, they just beat Kentucky. Should I go put a future on them to win the SEC tournament? Is that what you're saying? I'm I'm really considering <laughs> it. They look really good. I, I, I like. Are. I don't know, but you should find out and let me know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Arkansas is so weird because they had five losses in the span of three weeks in December. So I don't know if that's COVID or if they had someone that got hurt or yeah. And it was just like they had some everyone, weird stuff at the beginning yeah, of the season. Everyone wanted to go home for Christmas, but I mean they lost to Hofstra and <laughs> OU. They lost to OU and OU sucks. Yeah. Oh, he's not great either. But no, I, I don't even know what Hofstra is. I thought it was a brand of gloves. <laughs> Aren't they from like Illinois or something? It's got to be somewhere up there. But that's a bad loss, and it does not look good on their record. But they have been ever since I think January eighth. They've beaten every team they needed to beat. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they have a loss to A and M. That doesn't look good either. But... <laughs> Since that lost A&M, so I just mm-hmm. counted it while you were talking, they've won 13 of their last 14 games after losing to A&M. And that, yeah. that loss to A&M capped off losing five of six. That's that's what you were talking about. They lost to OU, Hofstra, they beat Elon, and then lost to Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, A&M, and then since then they've won 13 of 14. Yeah, the, those are some bad losses mixed in there, but they're playing really good basketball right now. I, I think they're going to – I. I would say they're going to make a deep run. Having said that, I'm going to pick them and they're going to lose in the first round. But <laughs> that's just how things go. But Arkansas looks good. Another team that's starting to come around <laughs> back on my Pac-12 crap. Uh, USC <laughs> has won about six, seven, eight games in a row now. Yeah, they've always they've been a really good team all year, but they oh, yeah. suck at the free throw line. Oof. They cannot shoot free throws, save their oh, lives. Oh, that I don't like Which, that. If you're getting, I don't. I, yeah, that's right, not good for right? March. That's the only reason I'm not <laughs> saying watch out for USC make the Final Four. Watch out for them make, to get upset. Yeah, watch. Free throws. Look, look for upsets because they're not going to be unable to close out games because they cannot shoot free throws. Yeah. Man. Okay. Well. Yeah, I I can't I I don't like relying on teams in in the tournament who who are shaky free throw shooters. Um, Cause it feels like every one of those close games come down to just a free throw battle. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Um, okay. USC is interesting. Um, 
we touched on, I think we touched on Tennessee a little bit. I mean, that's another team in the SEC. I mean, stellar defense. I don't know. Really? You got to show me. That's they, what I think about Tennessee. They just beat uh, Auburn at home too last weekend. Hmm. So okay. where, so where would you, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about this out loud in the SEC teams. Would you put maybe what Tennessee fourth? So you'd have like Arkansas and Kentucky at the top two. I mean, you can take your pick and then Auburn Pro- and then Tennessee. Probably. Yeah. Um, it depends on the day. I'd say yes. De- depends on which Alabama team shows up, but I think I think Alabama and Tennessee are they're close, pretty, pretty similar as far mm-hmm. as standings go. Uh, yeah, Bama's really good when they want to play good, but they're really bad when they don't. <laughs> yeah, they're inconsistent. It, a lot. Yeah, they're another one of those teams that just grinds my gears and. <laughs> You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Alabama. Oh, roll Tide. <laughs> roll Tide. Uh, they don't and have I am, the. Uh, I am, I am interested know. to see what St. Mary's can do too. I mean, just coming off of probably yes, their, they, yes. probably their biggest win in ever. I don't know. They might have had some runs. They, back yeah, in they the day, finally but, beat the Zags. But beating Gonzaga, that's got to be huge for a, a program like that. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I think they can make a sweet 16 run if they draw the right teams in the, you know, the lottery or whatever. Oh, we just had really, this conversation. Yeah, it really just depends on their matchup. Because they're going to be like a six. <laughs> depends on their regions. St. Mary's probably going to be a six seed unless they win their conference Man, well tournament. I'm looking six at, sounds I'm, about right. I'm looking at Bracketology. They have them as a six seed in the South Division or South Region. Dang it. <laughs> um, so they would be drawing the winner of Memphis, Indiana. As an 11 seed. Memphis and shouldn't be they, an over SMU, by the way. That's stupid. I agree. I SMU agree. beat them twice. That's <laughs> just not great. I mean, they got to they gotta have a good conference tournament run to jump Memphis, which probably will they happen. Will. I but, kinda, they've, they've been playing pretty good. Yeah. That's Memphis, good. half the time, Memphis doesn't even want to play. They're a bunch of prima donnas on that team. But <laughs> another day, another day. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if St. Mary's wins that, then according to Bracketology, they would play – um, the winner of Tennessee and Princeton, so they would in this they would draw Tennessee in the second round. They could knock. Off, I think they could knock off Tennessee on the right day. Hmm. They'd have to play yeah, the perfect game, but they'd win. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I think if you played ten games, they'd win three of them against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean the thing about Tennessee is they're not potent on offense. It's the all defense with them. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, hey, coming from a Baylor fan, defense wins championships. <laughs> Yeah, just saying. <laughs> and having yeah. Davian Mitchell, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that also helps. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so we're a week away from all the big conference tournaments. Let's run through them real quick. So the Big East, I mean, it's really Providence and Villanova at the top. I don't really yeah. like either of those teams. Providence, so, whoa, 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 Providence whoa. is looking good right now. I'm watching them come back against Villanova. They're down three. It's just, it's just Villanova and Providence. Yeah, UConn. Yeah, U- UConn's you underrated. You can't forget about UConn. And their coach. Their coach is awesome. Getting texts. <laughs> getting thrown out. UConn just UConn's, beat Villanova. You UConn's a good basketball school. They could they could beat somebody. Yeah, The women's program is. <laughs> ah, the men's is all right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm upset we didn't get to watch the UConn-Providence round two. I think that, that game got canceled. Well, they'll, they'll probably play in the conference tournament. Well, hopefully, but yeah, 
most but likely. I think I I don't think you can say the Big East is the two team. Um, you don't think so? Conference, no. We'll see it's, in the tournament. It's Providence, Villanova, and UConn. Hmm. I did like Marquette for a little bit, but they nah. seem to have fallen. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, one team I do not like is Georgetown, who have yet to win a conference game. <laughs> oh, and are they even going to make the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> who's um? Oh, who's the coach for Georgetown? Isn't it Patrick Ewing? It is. Yes, I. It was. A, oh, that sucks. A, yeah. he, needs to, he needs to get out of get off that. That's yeah. Okay, so I mean, I I apparently disrespected UConn. My apologies. Um, <laughs> oh, but I don't know. Do y'all like record? Huh? Do y'all like like any of the Big East teams in terms of like? I feel really no. confident in this team come March. No, I think I think Providence or Villanova can make Sweet Sixteen, but farther than that, no. I don't okay. like them. They're all their out of conference games are super weak. I could also see them all losing in the first weekend. I could to be see honest, all of them losing <laughs> in the first round. Because there's only going to be like three, like you said. So, yeah, I mean, Villanova might. Villanova is probably the highest seed. I mean, well, I bet I bet both Villanova and Providence are three seeds. So I bet you're probably right there. So I mean, they could probably win a you know a 14 seed matchup, but I don't know. I think they're both primed to be you know a, an upset candidate. Yeah, I wouldn't be confident in them winning their th- as a three seed. I just no. i I don't like watching Villanova play. I there's just I don't know. There, there's much more exciting teams in college basketball, in my opinion, yeah. than, than Villanova. And whenever Villanova loses, Luca tweets at Jalen Brunson, too, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> those those Jalen Brunson-Villanova teams, I mean, they won two national championships. <laughs> Obviously, they were really good, but they were really fun to watch, too. Yeah, um, J- JB was a beast. So, college. okay, so that's the Big East. So, Trent, I need to ask you. You're right. you're our you're our Big Ten guy. You love the Big Ten. How are you doing this year? <laughs> well, he said he moved on to Baylor. I don't know if he's the Big Ten guy anymore. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> he'll like probably still pick Michigan State to win it all. <laughs> hey, they had a good win the other night. Um, <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, I like the Big Ten. I still do. You like Illinois, Purdue, looking Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The thing about the the thing about the Big Ten is I think they can beat anybody but themselves. And they'll 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 go into every conference and wipe the floor with them, and then they'll come in and lose to Penn State. It's just how it's going to be. So you give yeah. them you give them time to run up against out uh, non conference opponents in March. Who's yeah? Things who are looking would, good. Who would be your pick for the Big Ten conference tournament next week? Just um, off the top of your head. It's going to be between Wisconsin and Purdue. Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over. They take care of the ball well, which you're not turning the ball over. You're getting more opportunities to score. And Purdue can shoot. But if you catch Purdue on a cold day, yeah, it's a cold day, which I think Wisconsin can make Purdue cold because it's freaking cold in Wisconsin. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah I – I think I like Purdue more, but I, I don't like any of the teams in the Big Ten. It just it's this it seems like a really down year for the conference. Um, but I, you're right. I mean, they. I like what you said, Trent. You feel like they could beat anybody except themselves because every single Big Ten matchup. I mean, that's the one thing you can say about them is every single Big Ten matchup is exciting because they're just they're beating at, they're beating each other just nonstop. It's 
There's yeah. no, cons- that's the one thing that's consistent. Um, like even right. Nebraska's beaten two, two teams. Yeah. Those corn huskers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Rutgers yeah. is a world beater when it comes to teams at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So do y'all think, so let me ask you this, which conference tournament do you think is more interesting the big 12 or the sec i just bias i'm biased but probably the big 12 for me but i'll still okay. the sec is number two for me okay. as well i'm excited for right. both why do you why do you say the big 12 over the sec just because there's three teams in there that could potentially make a run for the national championship in tech baylor and kansas and they're all playing really well right now Tech's sort of been yeah. down a bit since their beating of Texas, but I don't know. They could still make a run in the Big 12 tournament, go into the NCAA tournament, go, coming hot. So, I don't okay. know. Trent? Um, of the two conferences you just listed, which conference <laughs> tournament am I most excited for? That is the question that you asked me. <laughs> that is. Uh, I, I, I like your stalling. Well done. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's, it's like Congress in here. Um, hear ye, hear ye. Of those two conferences you have listed below. On this podcast, my answer is coming after Soon. this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the SEC here. I, I just think there's more teams in it that could make a surprise run than True. the Big 12. And even, like, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State gets to play in the Big 12 tournament, right? Just not the... Uh, no, that's that's postseason play. They're not in. Yeah, see, like that. Because with, with the Big 12, you got Kansas, Baylor, Tech, and the other two, te- Texas and TCU. Mm-hmm. And besides that, I guess you could throw Ohio, Iowa State. Iowa State can shoot nothing. sometimes, but exactly. And I just none of those matchups really are that enticing. But if you go to the Southeastern Conference, Conference? yeah, <laughs> did you know that that's what it's called? Is Southeastern and not South, not just the SEC. It's the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at teams like. A&M's been good at times this year. Vandy's been good at times this year. Uh, Don't tell Austin that you think A&M is any good. (laughs) No, they're not, but they have been. And Ole Miss, even Ole Miss is like hanging with Kentucky right now as I'm watching it. LSU's all right. Yeah, LSU, I thought LSU was going to be a surprise team of the year. They got Shaq's kid. Yeah, barely. Sharif. (laughs) They barely have him. (laughs) He doesn't play much. No. But, but yeah, I, I think that – I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. you got Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Bama, LSU, Florida. Any of those teams could win the SEC. Maybe. Maybe not Florida. I might have lied. Or LSU. Florida's had <laughs> several big upsets this year. I mean, they can beat yeah. anyone in the, in the conference. Yeah. At, ho- and, at home, though, at home. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, Three and six and, away. That's also the thing with uh, LSU is they're fourteen and two at home. Oh yeah, they're two and seven on the road. So, jeez, Georgia's terrible. 
Sixon yeah. twenty three. <laughs> hey, they got they that beat... football national championship. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, they they. I think they beat. Oh, they almost beat Auburn. They lost by two to Auburn. I think uh, that was a buzzer beater. I Dang. think they might have beaten Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. They, 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 beat, they, they beat Alabama. Eighty-two <laughs> smart was in attendance. That's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but that's so... their only SEC win. That's funny. That is funny. Okay, so a few big games left, and then we'll wrap up this segment. So Providence Villanova is going on right now. So listeners, you're going to know the outcome of that game. By the time you're listening to this, ooh, it's winding down less than three minutes. Four-point game. Exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Also tonight, you got Purdue versus Wisconsin. That is in Wisconsin. You also have Arizona at USC. And then Saturday, so as you're getting ready for the for the final weekend going into the conference tournaments, some matchups to watch out for. Arkansas at Tennessee, Texas at Kansas, North Carolina at Duke, just Coach K's last game against North Carolina, uh, and then USC at UCLA. Do you all have, uh, I don't know, out of those four games, so Arkansas at Tennessee, Texas at Kansas, North Carolina at Duke, and USC at UCLA. Which matchup do you think you're most excited for? I've always loved North Carolina versus Duke. Just watching that, the atmosphere and that rivalry. And tickets for that game, like the cheapest ticket, I think, just to get in and stand is like $1,600. Because it's Coach K's last game versus North Carolina. But yeah, I always love watching that game for sure. Jeez. Yeah, that's the easy answer, isn't it? Um, easy obvious answer my i'm gonna go with a usc arizona tonight USC, like, ucla no usc arizona well, that's tonight that's tonight staying up <laughs> but okay oh, yeah you, did you ask me about this weekend yeah the saturday well, games yeah he listed uh, off saturday games but whoops but sorry. you can talk about usc arizona yeah it's a good okay. matchup. not interested anymore <laughs> scared peer pressure or whatever peer pressure <laughs> i'm just trying to keep my head above water here just keep one my head down time. not take it one day at a time that's right that's right um <laughs> i i really like this arizona usc game i yeah I, I i'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on the money line for usc tonight Ooh, are they are they home? Or yep, away? they're home. They're home. USC's at home. They've been playing really well. They won a lot. Are they lot favorites or dogs? I don't know. Okay, I, I would assume try. they're dogs. I mean, they're the six, six number sixteen team playing. Number yeah, but two. Arkansas was yeah. a um, favorite at home versus Kentucky. Yeah, hmm. but Arkansas's been playing lights out. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying, like, the ranking doesn't all you know always reflect in terms of Vegas. Um, yeah. I'm trying to pull it up. Alex, are you pull- – yeah, I was about to say, I think we're all trying to pull it up. Um, yeah. Who's going to win? <laughs> okay, know. let's see. There's all a right, lot of you- games. Yeah, golly, there's so many college basketball games. Um, Arizona's four-and-a-half-point favorites. Ah, <laughs> uh, you found it first. Okay. What's the money line, though? Forget Plus that. 170 for USC. Yeah, I just take that. Forget the points. Yeah, I'm doing it. Hmm. All right, there you go. <laughs> Um, y'all have anything else on college basketball? This was really fun. I'm so excited. I'm really not, excited. Yeah, not really. Just excited to watch the last weekend. Coach K's last game versus UNC will be fun. The, yeah. We'll have a preview of the tournaments next week for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. So next week we'll be talking uh, conference tournaments. And then the week after that, boys, it's 
March Madness. It's, yeah. We're talking it's brackets, upset picks. How we, South should Dakota we just State like, is going to... Should we just fill out a bracket like live or with all of us? Maybe. That'd be fun. We, would we be each fun. get a, we each get a Yeah, we all just region. Or or that. Oh, yeah. I like that. We each we each get a region. There we go. Except for Andrew. Hey. <laughs> Unless Rosie doesn't want to do it. Uh, that's well, true. There's five, well, there's, yeah, that's there's five. five of us, so we need four. That's I didn't okay. that wasn't a, that wasn't a slide at you or anything. It was just Okay. You're you're the host. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll figure that out, you know. Um, for sure. We'll have we'll have something fun planned on the pod for March Madness, that's for sure. Um well yeah, so that's gonna do it for the March Madness discussion. Uh when we come back, it is going to be myself, Rosie, and Austin. We're going to be getting into Rosie's dynasty quarterback rankings. Be... Disclaimer, can I put a disclaimer? I tweeted one out earlier, so yeah, go ahead. Um none of us agree with any of Rosie's things. Yeah, it, they're <laughs> insane. Yeah. It is I, I the we tweeted it out be, earlier. It's the most controversial starts. thing we have ever discussed on the podcast. Um yeah. so yeah. And I've said Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback on this yeah. podcast. I honestly can't wait to listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Hear how it goes. <laughs> all right. So if that is not a tease, I don't know what is. So we're gonna get into all of that right after this. All right, we teased it at the end of the last segment. We said this was the most controversial thing that we have ever discussed on the podcast. I have myself, Austin, and the man of the hour, Rosie. Rosie has his dynasty quarterback rankings. He has ranked his top 15 dynasty quarterbacks, and we are going to get into all of it. Um, To say Austin and I have some thoughts is an understatement. (laughs) To say that Rosie has... Some defense is an understatement. Guys, <laughs> how are we doing? I mean, this is going to be the most controversial uh, pod until next week. And then the week after that. I'm so excited. we're going to keep going through these dynasty rankings. I don't know if I've ever talked fantasy football with Rosie on the pod specifically. So I don't think you have. I don't think so. I am, wow. I'm, I'm excited. Here it comes. It's going to be great. Monumental. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think I it did. was funny how everyone was giving me crap in our text chat. And then I was like, these are dynasty rankings. You guys know that. And everyone was like, oh, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> yeah, they're still, they're still <laughs> questionable. It makes a, oh, a yeah. little bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different. So to reiterate, these are dynasty rankings. Dynasty. So for the listeners keep these guys forever. Played. Okay. Yeah. I was going to have you explain briefly the difference, but yeah. So in redraft, you draft guys end of the season. Everyone goes back and you draft again. Dynasty. These are your guys forever, unless you trade them. And so one thing I will say, and it's a little bit more important for the wide receivers and running backs, but this list is not how I'm drafting to win in dynasty. You try to get as much value as you can. So just because I have a player super high doesn't mean I'm going to draft him first if there's a couple other quarterbacks between where my guy is. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So don't so try to find don't value. Take a, don't take a quarterback first round is what you're saying. No, and in Superflex, which is the only leagues that we play in, you only take quarterbacks first round. Oh really? Yes. 
Oh, you learn something new every day. Well, that made that mistake the last time we played. <laughs> well, uh, y- y'all want to know who I drafted in the first round? Who? I think it was at five in our old league. I drafted Ezekiel Elliott. Oh. <laughs> you, hey, played, no, you played he, a lot. He is the most, like, he is the least exciting top 10 running back you can have. He's top 10 oh, he's like, every year. And it's he does it in the least exciting way, but it's consistent. He's a thousand yard rusher. That's right. By four yards. Yep. <laughs> but he's a thousand yard he, rusher. He is terrifying for next year. And but yeah, pre- don't so, don't draft Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. Don't don't do it. <laughs> or so over any into, of these quarterbacks in Superflex. <laughs> let's get into the rankings. So you ranked your top fifteen. I think the best way to do this is let's do like five at a time. So let's go through like your top five, and then we'll go through six through ten, and then eleven through fifteen. So in order. From let I'll have you read it off, Rosie, since it's your rankings. Just go one to five. Who do you have? Top five dynasty quarterbacks. Well, and I think I'll I'll signify a tier break also because there are tiers to this list. Do you want to do it in tiers instead of by five? Would that be better? I like that. Let's uh, do tiers. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So in the first tier, tier one is Josh Allen first, and then Patrick Mahomes. They are the elite of the elite. They're going to be top five every single year. They have been top five every single year since they've broken out. Um, no, I don't think that there should be any arguments nope. about Josh Allen going above Patrick Mahomes, especially after this last year. Josh Allen is just the running upside, the running, I, the the touchdowns, the the I passing. Think you can make a case. Like I think. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong for putting Josh Allen number one. Um, this is certainly not going to be where I'm going to choose to disagree with you on this list. Um, I don't. I. I. I think I would probably put Josh Allen number one as well. But if someone said I have Patrick Mahomes over him just by a hair, then I wouldn't say they're crazy. Yeah, I. I wouldn't be too upset. But the, I think the difference between them is Patrick Mahomes has been a top five quarterback. Uh, every year he's played the full season. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen was the number one fantasy quarterback this last year and the year before that. Mm. And I don't really see that changing. It took so, him a little longer to bust out. Yes. But, I mean, even before that, he was still a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, he was good. But that, that two to three year leap. Oh, it was massive. So, massive. That's tier okay. one in a dynasty league if you're picking one and two in a super flex those are your guys. Okay. I don't have any problem no. with that, Austin. I think that, that any sane person would put that. So I think good. Okay. we're off to a good start. No, yeah, let's keep it going. <laughs> Get the easy ones out of the way. All right, go to tier two. All right, so in tier two, I got Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. In that order. That's where I would have broken it off, too. That's good. Yep. These are guys that are super young who have the chance to be number one quarterbacks may not do it every year as we saw with Lamar Jackson, but the upside is just tremendous. If you can get these guys, you're super happy about it. I have Herbert at three simply because I think that he has a case to say that he's the best quarterback in the league. His arm talent is just absolutely insane. And like he, he has Russian production. You don't necessarily need Russian production production to be the number one quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers has done it before, and Tom Brady 
is usually up there. Yeah. But Justin Herbert has that locked in. He has a good offense. I don't think anything's going to be changing. Okay. It sounds... Uh, go ahead, Austin. I, I'm not going to fight you at Justin Herbert over Lamar Jackson. I think some people would. I'm going to leave it open. But I just... I, I, just I, was, you, I think It's I not coming from me. It's not coming from me. I, I understand that, and that's why I have them in the same tier. I, for a while, I had Lamar as the number one quarterback in four point per, per touchdown leagues just because he runs so much. Mm-hmm. And I love Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of Do people you? don't even. Yeah, okay. I love him. A lot of people don't even have him top five anymore after this last year and the year before that. Really? Oh, yeah. People are really off on him because they don't think that he can pass, and they're man afraid how dependent he is on the rush game. But like last year, it was just like this was the year from hell for the Ravens. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I don't think that you can blame Lamar Jackson on you it. You can't. Well, and so I think. Here, go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, for the passing woes that he has sometimes. In week five against Indianapolis, he completed 37 of 43 passes for 442 yards. I don't think that he has a problem passing it most of the time. I don't think that he's Cam Newton. I think he's much better than Cam Newton. So. I have a question. Yeah. So what is keeping a quarterback like Kyler Murray out of this tier? Like I know, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on the, if we're going by tiers necessarily, why is like six like why is a quarterback like Kyler Murray not included in a tier with these guys? Because, because he's a I diva. don't like him. <laughs> well, yeah, like I'm not saying we don't like. I'm not saying we like him, but no, I, I would, mean like I don't really like him as a fantasy option either. I wouldn't put him in tier two. You wouldn't. A lot One, of people would. He gets hurt a lot every of, year. Mm-hmm. Go That's off. Fair. I'm just asking. And, but, He's very inconsistent. I mean, he is the definition of Mr. September. Yeah, I had him in redraft last year, and it was a nightmare. I had to go get a second option. But he, I think he was QB10 at the end of last year. Am I right, Drew? Uh, Rosie? Um, I'll pull it up. Uh, last well, year, I mean, with, up. with injury, yeah, he was QB10. Yeah. Played in 14 Like, he's going to have the rushing production. He's going to be fine. A lot of people would put him tier one or tier two. Are you operating a four point dynasty? No, like this four, is six point. Six point. Oh, six point for it. passing TDs or rushing mm-hmm. TDs. Oh, yes. that's different. Oh, I've never played with six point. I've never done that either. I've only we ever done one. four point. Now oh. it was a six point. Eight and eight. No, was, it was it eight and eight was four point. Four point, four point for passing really? and six points for rushing and receiving. Oh, interesting. Oh, that but makes, we had completions. Difference. You get a point. Was it half a it point? Was, or a, not it was a, a ten, point. it was a tenth. It no, was a tenth it of a point. It was a tenth of a point for every completion. Yes. Well, I feel like we should set let's just clarify the scoring real fast. I don't think it matters that much. I don't think that my ranking would change all that much between four point and six point. Like if it was um, four point, would you put like Lamar? Would you put to, like yeah. Joe at Joe Burrow at four and Lamar at five? If you were in four point, no, you 
Lamar would, would be the opposite. Go higher. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Lamar would go yeah, higher. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean. And I don't think I would put him above Justin Herbert. I think I would. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's. I would think about it's it. It's not a huge difference, but. Because I think that Lamar, I mean, Lamar gives you such a rushing floor. And yeah. if they just have a competent running back, like one who is not pulled off the street, then you forget like how much better of a runner that makes Lamar because that gives mm-hmm. another person in the backfield the defense has to respect. And yep. it opens things up in the passing game. Well, and they've got I mean, two qual- they've got two quality backs. Yeah. And I think they're gonna I think they're in a draft spot right now where they can actually improve the offensive line. And I think they're gonna do that. So I think and then Rashad Bateman, he's gonna be there. Brown's probably gonna be there. Drew's making the argument for you, Andrew. Well, yeah, I'm making him for four. I just don't think that he is as good as Justin Herbert. I'm not gonna fight you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a they were splitting hairs because I mean, you could make a case yes. for either. This is one. probably the least controversial disagreement we're gonna have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it gets a little bit more heated later. Okay, just so to, to recap, touch on Joe so Burrow. Go, oh yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, his weapons are just incredible, and he's a PFF number one ranked quarterback in the league last year. He's quarterback of the future. He's really, really good. He's the next guy. He's never gonna rush though. So never. That's why he's. Down at the bottom at five. So to recap, we got in tier one, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. In tier two, we have Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. All right, take us home. Take us home, Rosie. (laughs) Let's get into it. So in tier three, we got Trey Lance at six, (laughs) Kyler Murray at seven, Russell Wilson at eight. I would put Trey Lance at six, Kyler Murray at seven. Russell Wilson at eight. I would change every one of these. Okay, well, let's start with Russell Wilson then. We'll, we'll, we'll tease the other two controversial ones. Where would y'all put Russell Wilson? Because I do have a hard time ranking him because he's been really good. It's just he's getting old. I didn't have him in my top ten. Really? No. Hmm. Simply because he's getting old, but also, be- I mean, there's... I you think wouldn't you have him argue- in your top ten? Not for fantasy, no. Like, if I needed somebody to go Austin, down and win a game. you're an idiot. <laughs> I think he's sitting at, like, 11. But, I mean, if we're talking, how old is I he? I think he's at... Uh, I'll pull 34. it up. I didn't he, have him in the top... Is he already 34? I didn't have him because he's getting old. He's like, 33. I think he, so he's the same age as Stafford? Mm-hmm. Well, I had mm-hmm. Stafford in my top 10. Maybe it's just because so the Seahawks had a There's a here. lot of like the stuff going bias. around on Russell Wilson. We don't know where he's going. He's probably going to stay in Seattle. I would put Russ over Kyler Murray. Wow. I I would like to do that, but the age difference is just too much for me. So, I yeah, but I don't know. Because you're I only going to get I like five more years out of Russ. Maybe. Maybe. And because he's a rushing like, threat too. With, you need to be careful with like the age discussion with Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Because and I've I've have fallen into this trap as well. Um I think everyone does who plays who does a dynasty league. You can overvalue the the age factor of a player. Like Tom Brady's a perfect example. I mean, Tom Brady obviously is a one of a kind situation, but like 
let's say let's say you're only going to get let's say you're going to get three more prime Russell Wilson years out of Kyler Murray. Who's to say that like I don't think that like the value that you have like whatever value you assign to Russell Wilson, let's say you have him for one more year and you trade him in the next offseason, I don't think his value would is going to diminish that much between now and a year from now. But I think that if you're just looking at like this next year and you're trying to like win the championship, like your roster is really good, you're in the top tier in your in your league or whatever, I would rather have Russell Wilson as my QB1 on my team over Kyler Murray. I, I think a lot of people would disagree with you on that. Maybe, maybe after all this random drama about him wanting a new contract and stuff. Who are we talking about? Kyler Murray or Russell? Kyler Wilson? Murray. Oh, okay. Like him being a baby and like deleting all his. Yeah, we're not we're not disputing that fact. We all think he's a baby. Well, right? I'm saying that that might like drive his price down a little bit. But if he wasn't dealing with any of that stuff, Kyler Murray's price is going to be so much higher than Russell Wilson's till the end of their careers. See, I, I don't know. I maybe I'm boring in this way, but I really value certainties in fantasy football. And with Russell Wilson, I know what I'm going to get. I mean, he had his what a he finger injury this year, yeah. But that was like his first year getting really injured, and in how long? Yeah, I had him in redraft in two of my leagues, and so maybe that's why I didn't put him in my top 10 this past year. I mean, I mean it was a tough year to have is, him. It was a tough year. Yeah, I, I love Russell Wilson. I do too. I, I think Kyler and him are two peas in a pod, though. And But Kyler, I mean, he finished his rookie year six at the position. Last year, he was third, and then this year, he was 10th. And he probably could have come back a little bit earlier from his injury, but the Cardinals Cardinals were uh, rolling at the time. Colt McCoy. Yeah, Colt McCoy. <laughs> so, okay, so Russell Wilson. So this past year he was hurt. He only missed – he missed three games, but, I mean, there were also games where he was playing, but also – I don't know how he only hurt. missed three, honestly. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so, nuts. omitting this season because I feel like even the games he played, you have to kind of put an asterisk next to them. Um, the year before he was sixth the year before that three ninth one ninth three three and eight so I just like I don't know if he's healthy you know you're you know you're getting a top 10 quarterback with top five top three upside and right. I don't know if you can say that about Kyler Murray but I might and, just be more down on him than others but that's just me. I mean you ha- you have been able to say that the last three years though which has been his entire career I hate that I'm in this position of defending Kyler Murray. I do not like him. <laughs> I'll put I'll put Russell Wilson at ten in my list. There you go. I'll put him at 10. okay. All right. So All let's right. talk about the other quarterback you have in tier three. No, y'all want to move on? Uh, All right. So how many how many games has this quarterback started? Two and a half. Are you, no no no? You got to include his one game in college. So three and a half. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Or like his final year of college, he played one game. That's I don't know. So in, the, so in the past two years, he's played three and a half games. Yes. Eesh. He has been on the bench learning. But okay, let the defense. The 49ers ran with Jimmy G. Bring a witness to the stand. Okay. Will the court allow that? 
I'll allow Just to it. clarify, we're talking okay. about Trey. We didn't re-clarify that we're talking about Trey Lance. Yes, so we're, we're, we're talking, talking about Trey Lance. Yeah, we're talking about Trey Lance. Yes, yeah. who he has. I want to bring tier three. Jalen Hurts to the witness stand. Jalen okay. Hurts missed two and a half games last year. Jalen Hurts. Where do you think game. he finished as a quarterback? I'm gonna he, guess top ten. He was top. I think he was like six, right? He was nine. Oh, never mind. And nice. I don't think that you can argue that Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. As I think he fell apart towards the end there, too. And I think that the 49ers offense is a million times better than the Eagles offense was last year. So, that being Trey Lance's that- floor, let me let me ask you this, Andrew. Trey Lance, great passer, incredible rusher. He's not as good as Lamar Jackson, but he's really, really good. Have we seen it outside of like college tape? He rushed for 85 yards in his first game he started. Okay. Um, Under a Shanahan offense. Who does this remind you of, Andrew? Colin Kaepernick? No. Oh. Who did, come on, we know. We know who Robert this Griffin is. Robert Griffin III, baby. That's right, RG3. RG3 was in a Shanahan offense. He has all the same skills as Trey Lance. But so Trey Lance... Lance is, he still, is he still playing? And then yeah. the league. I think yeah. that Trey Lance is a little bit more sturdy than RG3. That's RG3 fair. was kind of skinny coming out, and Lance is not that. But so, Andrew, Andrew values certainty, so how do you rebut that? If he's only played three, and I, haven't three even, I haven't even, I haven't even rebutted his uh, his defense yet. I'm just well, sitting here. You're waiting. I'm just to gonna you. sit back and. You have Trey Lance ahead of Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, the Rosie. You're I, I I feel like we need to have like an intervention with you at Trey Lance, because whenever we were previewing the playoffs for the NFL, you were saying, "Oh, they should have put Trey Lance in there. He would have done better than Jimmy G." But it's like we, Trey Trey Lance is like the most raw like quarterback prospect prospect that we've seen recently. Like he had like no college tape that you could build off of. We haven't really seen him in the NFL. Like you're you're banking on the best case scenario on this kid, which I applaud you. You're looking to the upside. You're, you're in love with the upside potential, but like a quarter of all first round quarterbacks end up being a bus. And there were what, five or six taken in that first round. So they all look are. like bus right now. <laughs> Mac Jones. Not yeah. Bus. I mean, he was okay. I would draft, well, Mac, I would draft Mac Jones in a dynasty over Trey Lance. Oh my gosh. That is okay. I would too. Wow. This is clinical. I mean, you guys Drew, will this see is next cl- year. This is clinical insanity, Drew. I, I do not think that Trey Lance can Rosie, fail sorry. in this offense. I If Jalen Hurts can succeed, Trey Lance is way better Trey than Trey Lance Jalen is going to say, hold my beer. And, yes. <laughs> okay, so that's it's and, a completely different situation. Fail. We're talking about fantasy production. Jalen oh, yeah. Hurts succeeded because the Eagles didn't have a running game outside of him. And... That, look at, look at their, is pretty good. Look at their running backs. Goddard too. He had Goddard. Uh, and, I think 
Miles Sanders was averaging averaging like six yards per carry when he was when he was healthy. Yes. Jordan Howard was also averaging But the 49ers like had Howard who they and Debo Samuel. Jordan Howard who they signed off the who practice. Who do you think squad. is gonna throw it to them? Trey Lance doesn't even have to be a good quarterback to be a good fantasy quarterback. He just he's has gonna, to dump it off to Debo. He, he's or hand throw it off it like to Debo. fifteen times a game. You think they're going to run it that much? They ran it with yeah. Debo and Elijah Mitchell Kyle all Shanahan the time. Shanahan has like the best outside zone running scheme in the NFL. I mean, I'm sure they're going to run it a lot, but it, even if they do, I think that opens it up for Trey Lance to have some sneaks in there too. Sneaks? Yeah. sneaks. I don't know. Um, I just think, I just think when you, you have him ranked what seventh on your list? No, you six. I just think when you're ranking a quarterback at sixth, you have to have to have to know what you're getting out of him, with the exception of an injury. And Trey Lance, we don't know that. Maybe we know that next year. Maybe. But I just think like there are other quarterbacks that you have listed behind him. We haven't even gotten to Dak Prescott yet. But there are other quarterbacks you have listed behind him that you know what you're getting and you know you're getting a top 10 quarterback. And you just you can't say that about Trey Lance right now. I think I can say that, though. Because I he was my favorite quarterback coming out for fantasy. And the one game that he played. And... His sophomore year, he was incredible. He didn't throw a single interception. He didn't have any accuracy issues. He was actually doing really well. And I think he just has all the tools. And so if you're paying for a guy like Josh Allen or a guy that can turn into Josh Allen, which I think Trey Lance is very possible for him to be number one quarterback, I think this is his floor right now. I don't know if he can even finish worse than this. And so take that, that's why I say like, this is not my draft board. I will wait as long as I can to get Trey Lance. And then I will take him there just so that I get that value. But if I am projecting how I think the rest of football is going to go, this is where I have Trey Lance. And I think that this bakes in certain like a little bit of uncertainty of what he's going to look like. So you think Trey Lance is going to have a better fantasy career than Kyler? I just don't, I don't get it. So yeah, Rosie or Austin, let's hear your thoughts on this. I think I'm, man, I'm siding with you here. Like our sample size is two and a half games. And it wasn't all that great either. No, it wasn't. And so, I mean, I, there's a slew of guys that I would, and we'll get into the rest of your rankings later, but I think, I would draft every almost every quarterback that you have left on this list over Trey Lance. Like, well, I, let me I respect say this the upside. Quick. I do, because I think you're right. I just don't think you and your right mind can bank like a super flex option on Trey Lance right now. Well, age Age shouldn't be like the deciding factor in your dynasty decisions, but Trey Lance also is only 21. So he's as young as it gets. Yes. What makes you so like, what makes you put Trey Lance? So, I mean, we haven't gotten to him, gotten to him yet so far ahead of Justin Fields. I think he's in a much better offense. Okay. I mean, he has the best tackle in the league, one of the best tight ends in the league, two of the best receivers in the league. I'd want probably the best coach in the league. 
I don't know if he can fail. With Justin okay. Fields, you know. It's Chicago. It's Chicago. It, yeah, but they got Nagy out of Darnell there. Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery. They've got, I mean, I think Allen Rob- Robinson picks. can come back, too. He's not coming back. There's no way. No, he's not. He's gone. Oh, is he free agent? He's yeah. a free agent. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's not returning to where he had his Goodbye. worst season in his career. Goodbye. I was so high on him. Too. I think I would. I think I would honestly take Justin Fields over Trey Lance, because, I mean, I so if so, bigger sample size, bigger sample size, and if we're picking just purely fantasy production, like obviously I'm, I'm picking the 49ers over the Bears this mm-hmm. upcoming season, but just fantasy production. I mean, you keep bringing up Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts was in a really bad situation, a really bad offense in Philly and produced was a top 10 quarterback. And I think you could see a similar script for Justin Fields, especially on the, from a rushing standpoint, because he has that rushing ability, but he's a much, much better passer than, than Hertz is. So that's, I was just curious what your reasoning was um, picking Lance over, over fields. Uh, Would you take Hertz over Lance? Andrew, would you take Hertz over Lance? Yeah. Well, that's tough. I would. The thing is, is I'm not, I'm not certain about Jalen Hertz. Like future in Philly as a quarterback, yeah. so I think I think Trey Lance will be a starter longer than Jalen Hurts. So I think I would I would pick Trey Lance over Hurts. That's fair. Um, but if we're talking about like just next year, then I might lean Hurts. I might lean Hurts next year too. I don't know. I will have to like dive into it. But with with Justin Fields, I I understand that argument that he also rushes too. But I think Trey Lance is going to rush more. And the first five games. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how bad these games were. And uh, in yeah. week three against Cleveland, he started and he scored a total of four fantasy points. He went six of 20 for 68 yards. Rushed three times for 12 yards. You're number six. And so, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Fields is a better prospect. Maybe Fields can be better than Lance. It's just this offense is horrible. And I don't think it's going to get any better. They don't have a first round pick. They have some cap space, but it's not like they're going to bring in some superstars. So I'm just worried. I, I mean, I have him on this list because I like him, but yeah. I don't think I could put him anywhere close to Lance. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. So that's tier three. So you had Trey Lance, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson. Tier four. So we're at quarterbacks nine through whatever. This is where some changes could happen, depending on the draft, depending on the offseason. So at nine, I have Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence at 12. So um, when we went live a little bit ago on Twitch, I tweeted out um, your rankings and I said like, Hey, we're discussing this. Uh Um, Matt, who was Matt Axelson, uh, brother-in-law who joined the podcast a few weeks ago. Oh, Matt. Um, He replied to it and he said, Deshaun going to be getting up fantasy points in the state penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. 
Exactly. Is he going to play How a down? How do you have Deshaun Watson at number nine, Rosie? He could potentially never play a down of football ever again. I know, but there has been okay. Drew doesn't value, or Rosie doesn't value certainty. It's it's evident. It's obvious. But you got to take your shots in dynasty. I think. Um, that being said, if Deshaun, if we knew Deshaun Watson was going to play next year, where would you rank him? Top five. No question. Top ten. I'd put him top three. If I knew that he, I mean, LC was back on the well, Texans. I'll, I'll, I'll I'd put him I'll above. Top, I'll say top seven. I think he's in between Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, if he's healthy. That's fair. I was not healthy. He is healthy. He's very. Healthy. It is. Kind of, I don't know. It is kind of hard <laughs> with, all the, he hasn't, with all the health aid that he's been getting, and you know, the, he hasn't played in a year. That's that's I, my only reason I'd bump him down a couple spots. He tore it up with is, the Houston Texans. He's fine. They had like DeAndre Hopkins and. Oh yeah, I forgot that happened. Not la- not the last year you played. Yeah. You hey, Will, Will Fuller. Will yeah, Fuller. Did. did they not? Mm-hmm. No, David Johnson, Will uh, Fuller. Um, I mean, Will Fuller is a burner. When he's on the when he's when he's playing on the drugs. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he said. Okay, burner. so you have Deshaun. Okay, so Deshaun Watson nine, Matt Stafford, and then Justin Fields, and then Trevor Lawrence, and that's it for tier four. Yes, and all right. Well, one last thing on Watson. If it turns out that he doesn't play this year. And the Texans are still not willing to trade him, which I think would be really stupid. I'm moving him down. But there hasn't been any, like, we don't even know if he's guilty yet. The commissioner hasn't put him on the non exempt list yet. There That's hasn't been the any movement. Suit is still ongoing, right? Yes, but he can still put him on the non There's still going to be a suspension after this, regardless, probably, right? Not if he's not guilty. And if he is traded this offseason, that's going to force Goodell to like actually suspend him. And then that'll be a different story. But how I think it might happen, how, how it's looking right now is that he's going to get traded and he's going to play. Maybe, maybe he will, maybe he where, won't. That's where why I have him in between where I would rank him. This is a little off topic, but where do you think he goes? Because I think that impacts... Probably. Like, do, you, do you have a? Preference? Probably Tampa Bay. Mm. Hmm. That's where I mean, he said he wants to go. That would be fun. I'm still. Rooting they would for have James to give Winston. up quite a bit, you know. Yeah, I don't know if they could get it done. I know the Dolphins could, and then it's just up to Deshaun Watson if he wants yeah. to say he will. If he says that he's going to go there, I think he should go there. I would love that for that whole offense. Yeah, I think... And I think it'd be incredible. I just traded Gaskin. Hmm. I think until we know the Watson situation, I, I can't put him in my top 10. Yeah. I just I just. It's can't. hard. It's a hard thing. Like, you have yeah. him over Matt Stafford, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, and Aaron Rodgers. Spoiler alert. All we those guys have uncertainty, though, I think, that right in my right. personal opinion. Can we – I mean, so you have him in Tier 5. We haven't gotten to him yet. But why the Dak Prescott hate? Why don't you go ahead and read off Tier 5 while we're on okay. it? Okay. And then what we can keep – we can 
wrap up the discussion talking about both tier four Perfect. and tier five. So at 13, I have Ryan Tannehill. Should have been at number one. Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, filling out the list, Aaron Rodgers. At 15. At 15. Okay, let's talk about Dak first. Because I feel very strongly about this. You have him as 14th. I have Why? him in my top 15. Isn't that good? You have Justin oh. Fields over Dak Prescott. Why so low? Because I don't think that Dak Prescott is that good. Top 10 running back, good offensive line, okay. explosive weapons. Right now, yes. I th- I would absolutely put him in my top 10 for this next year. After that, I'm really you can't unsure use the about age the thing. He's 28. Oh, I'm not using the age thing. I, I'm not. I'm talking about this team as a whole and where I think Dak Prescott's talent level matches up with that. He has the best situation around him out of anybody in football. Okay. And he doesn't elevate. I, I don't think that he's ever going to do anything good by himself. Talking I really fan- don't. Fantasy, though. Let's, let's talk I fantasy. am talking about fantasy. Okay, so you have him ranked as 14th. Um, the only, so he has one season excluding the 2020 season when he played five games and broke his leg, mm-hmm. um, excluding that season. Me. Yeah. Excluding that season. He has one season when he was outside the top 10 and he actually was the 14th best quarterback that year. And it was 2018, which was the final year with Scott Linehan as offensive coordinator. And if you remember watching the Cowboys that year, the play calling was awful. It was that is bit, why Scott it, Linehan got fired. It was abysmal. <laughs> Aside from that year, he has been a top 10 quarterback every year. His rookie season, he was number seven. The year after that, he was number 10. 2019, he was number two. And last year, playing 16 games, so he missed a game, he was the eighth best quarterback. He missed a game with injury. He was really not the same quarterback after the calf injury, even after he came back. Um, the Cowboys offense really wasn't the same at that point. But even then, he was a top 10 quarterback. So I just, I can't understand why you would. I mean, we can grubble about if you want to have him like 7th, 8th, or ninth or whatever. But I, I just don't, I don't think you can justify having him outside the top 10. This is projections. And yeah, behind the best system in the league, he's a top 10 quarterback. That system isn't going anywhere. Yes, it is. Where? We all are already behind the cap. There's talks about cutting Amari Cooper. Uh-huh. Talks of not signing Gallup, Dalton Schultz. Well, it would be one it's of those. Already two going down the pooper guys. Like I He has if he has one less offensive weapon, he still has three. I'm right? saying that he could possibly only have C D Lamb next year. Maybe they'll sign well, somebody if they else. lose if they lose Gallup and Cooper, then they're gonna be drafting a wide receiver. Absolutely. Then it's a it's a rookie who we don't know. I'm just saying that, like, also, I think especially Ch- going forward from this year, his situation is the most uncertain it's ever been, and I don't think that he can rise above the situation that he's in. Okay, so you want to so you want to talk about weapons? So you have okay one spot ahead of him. You have Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill has AJ Brown. Who else? That's what I'm saying. Okay, and. Two years ago, he was, I think, Ryan Tannehill is the number five quarterback. 
and he only had A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, and A.J. Brown was hurt half the year, and he was able to do it. Two years ago, didn't Corey Davis play like the – oh, A.J. Brown was hurt half the year. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so last year, everything went wrong. And I'm just willing to give Tannehill a pass for that. And I think that they're in position to draft another receiver where they'll have so the Derrick Henry again. Yeah. The Cowboys. Yes, they take, can draft they somebody, but you're already losing. You, you're you're not adding. You may get the same production uh, out of your rookie as Amari Cooper. Maybe. I'm saying that Tannehill has Derrick Henry, who should be back to form. AJ Brown, who should improve, and Julio Jones, who I don't know, he might be healthy. And then he <laughs> drafts somebody. Is, how old is Julio Jones? Like 32? Like 32. A whole year to rest. Yeah, but you Dude, know what happens? Wide receivers. I'm not 30. banking on Julio Jones. I'm just saying you're adding to that in the draft. I think Julio Jones is. Down. And I think Tannehill's a better quarterback. Really? Yeah, I shouldn't have brought up Tannehill to you. That was that was my bad. Um, Trevor you Lawrence. Really, you Jesse really have Dak Prescott six spots lower than Russell Wilson. Yes, five yeah. spots lower. Russell Wilson is a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I don't He's even 33? think that you can argue. It's the same argument you made whenever I was arguing him over Kyler. Thirty-three to twenty-eight. Yeah, that's a five-year Kyler's difference. Twenty-four. No, I know, but I'm just saying a five-year difference in age. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just. That, I'm, I, not, I'm not putting Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott just because of age. That is, or. I, Age doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. I'm saying that I don't think that Dak Prescott is going to keep up these top 10 performances any longer, and then he's going to turn into a guy that you don't really want on your team. I just don't think that's true. I mean, he was I think a, he's, his rookie year, he was a top, he was seventh best quarterback, and that was with an old Jason Witten and a on the way down Des Bryant the year after that. I think was a year that Des was cut. I could be wrong, but he was a 10th best quarterback. The year after that, we talked about was Scott Linehan year. Um, 2019, I believe that was the year they traded for Amari Cooper halfway during the season. It was. If I remember correctly. But you had no CeeDee Lamb, and I think that was rookie Michael Gallup. So, like, he's had different weapons throughout his career, and he's been a top 10 quarterback. So I just think just because the weapons might change from this year to next year, I don't think he's suddenly going to become like a middle of the pack quarterback in terms of fantasy production. I think a lot of these rankings in the future that we're going to be going over a lot of where I put guys is based on eye test. And to me watching Dak Prescott play, I don't think that he's that good. And I think that the rest of his weapons make him that good and they pass a ton and so yeah if you pass a ton you're probably going to be a top 10 quarterback i just don't think that that I think they actually had one keep... of the more balanced offenses in the league last year where did he finish uh well he was he was hurt with the ankle but he still finished eighth i don't know man he, do- yeah, he doesn't that, i'm going out on a limb i know I just don't think that he, pretty weak he passes it for me. I mean, we'll see. What are your thoughts? I just think it's insane. Like that's that's all I've got. I just, and so, Austin, at, where do you have Dak? 
I think I had Dak six or seven. Oh, I had him at six. I'd put Joe Burrow over Dak. Yeah, I had Joe Burrow at six and Dak at seven. I think seven is perfect. For fantasy. For fantasy. Well, and for for both real life and fantasy. In real life, I'd rather have Russell Wilson than Prescott. But that's a that's a statement. But I mean, it's just these aren't bad quarterbacks that are ahead of them. I just think that I You haven't even seen him yet. (laughs) Exactly. exactly, Like Dak has a much larger sample size than Trey Lance, Justin Fields, even Trevor Lawrence. And those are all rookies last year. Right. And that's the difference. They're coming into the league. I mean, they're in Jacksonville, Chicago aren't great situations. And the best honestly, if I don't see anything improve in Jacksonville or Chicago, maybe not Chicago, but in Jacksonville, I'll probably be moving Trevor Lawrence down and I'll probably be moving Deshaun Watson down if he's locked up. My opinion, Deshaun Watson shouldn't even be on the list right now. That's fine. I it's just I think if you're doing a startup dynasty league, he has to go somewhere. And so I think it's more helpful to put him on the list. Not ahead of Dak Prescott. (laughs) For me, I put him ahead. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's finish up this conversation with this. Um, The guy that you have 15th. Guy coming off. It shouldn't even be a conversation. Winning an MVP. Back to back. Aaron Rodgers. Y'all know he's 38, right? Yeah. 38. Yeah, yeah, but I think he and three gotta, years ago, would you draft Tom Brady ahead of these guys? Would I draft the goat ahead of those guys? Yeah, out of, ahead of the other fourteen guys I had on this list. Dude, I think I think I know the argument you're making, but I think Tom Brady like disputes the argument you're making. I think I think Rogers has three more years. That's what I'm saying. Is if Tom Brady had three years, would you draft him over these guys? Depends on who. I mean, not all of them. But I, I would even now I would take Aaron Rodgers over Justin Fields. I would Brian, take him over Brian Tannehill. I would take him over Matt Stafford. I mean, Matt Stafford is over thirty. Is about thirty three. Ten's about as high as I would go. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying like. I don't think I would put Aaron Rodgers top five, but I think having him at fifteen is. I, I don't think that this is. Low. It. I mean, for one, Matt Stafford finished higher than Aaron Rodgers last year, and I think that that will continue. Matt going Stafford forward. did in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Really? What was Stafford? Five. Where Rodgers was six. Yeah. Didn't Rodgers only it's play because 16 he missed games? that game? Didn't he missed it? a game, yeah. And he's it's old. It's got to be. Let's see. So Rodgers, he How had many... 406 fantasy points. Stafford had. Uh, Stafford had 411. Five more fantasy points. Yeah. So they, Rogers, there you Rogers go. would have finished ahead. I mean, again, he's old. These so I thought I thought we weren't. I thought Stafford we weren't. is five years younger. Hold on, I thought you said I mean, age. 
doesn't belong in this conversation. Those were your words, Rosie. Isn't Aaron Rodgers 34? Oh, I keep saying that Aaron's 33. Oh, so I guess it'd be four years. Yeah. Yeah. Me in the middle. Well, Um, Austin, when you're nearing towards the end, though, that's when you actually really got to start thinking about age. But he's, I mean, like if you had drafted Tom Brady, I, I'm in that 14 team league. Someone drafted Tom Brady really high. He's not playing anymore. I think Aaron Rodgers has a pretty good chance of retiring this year. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. And that's part of the, like what's baked into this. He may never play again. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think. He, he, I mean, he's okay. So, new it. report from uh, Ian Rappaport: The Packers are negotiating a short-term deal with Aaron Rodgers that would make him the league's highest-paid player. Wow. So that means Rodgers is coming back, and Devontae Adams is coming back. So, I mean, me, I want to see how short of a deal though, because if I'm only getting one two or two years out of Aaron Rodgers before he rises off into the sunset, I I'm mean, still could, putting him down here. You could win two championships in two years with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so. But that's a separate mm. conversation aside from fantasy. Who was the number one fantasy quarterback this year? Josh Allen. Who was number two? Patty. I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, because he, he started. Oh, uh, I, I thought it was Brady. Brady was three. Was her? Rodgers could easily be a top three quarterback over these next three years. I don't think so. I they only have Devontae He throws a lot Adams. of touchdowns, and he does not throw interceptions. And not throwing interceptions really adds up over a season when you're talking fantasy. I mean, that's that's pretty big, but I, I can see him finishing around where he did this year. Five. I For the next two years, I don't think that that is worth taking at 15. I think that... I think Aaron Rodgers has a better chance of finishing top five over these next two years than Russell Wilson. Is that fair? I think you're 100% right. And they're five years apart, so I mean... I think their odds are pretty... I think think he has a better chance of finishing top five over the next few years than Ryan Tannehill. That's true, but Tannehill has more years. Any sane person would tell you that. We'll see. I don't know. That's bait. So that's your rankings. Um, Did we hit everything? I think we hit everything. Uh... Austin, did can you I excuse Trevor Lawrence really quick? I, sure. I don't think we talked about him at all. He played for one of the worst coaches in NFL history. And he was throwing to Marvin Jones. And that's it. It was one of the worst seasons ever for a coach. I mean, the only thing worse this year was John Gruden. It, it, was, it was, was quite it. the grind. I think that we can excuse him. and Jumping all the way up to 12, though? He was touted at as the next Peyton Manning, the next Andrew Luck. And I still, I still believe that. And if you can get an Andrew Luck, he just needs a lot of help. <laughs> I mean, ETN and Robinson in the backfield next year. Or is Robinson's, Maybe. is his contract up? He has an Achilles injury. Um, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Well, who's he, who's he throwing to? They, they traded Chark, right? No, he's a Vishka Chenault. Chenault. Yeah, he's horrible. Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, but he hey, man, Dak's going to have some bad weapons. So, I mean, 
<laughs> Punk. Trevor Lawrence is a much better. If you put Trevor Lawrence in Cowboys offense, he'd be way better. Well, good thing he's not in it, is it? Dak Prescott is. What and if you Trevor put? Lawrence what if has like twenty years to get there? What if you put Daniel <laughs> Jones and in the Cowboys offense? Then every day would be Untadongfest. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue that Daniel Jones is better than Dak Prescott. Why is Daniel say? I did not want us to mention Daniel Jones. What Daniel I will Jones. say about Daniel Jones Golly. is the Cowboys would have had the exact same results of being what were they one and done in the playoffs? Did they win a game? That's usually how it goes. Same result yeah. if they had Daniel Jones. All right. Well, on that note, um, I'm not done talking about Daniel Jones. I, I, I am. So we're ending this podcast. <laughs> the uh, we talk about Daniel goat. Jones way too much. Daniel Jones um, is going to play until he's 50 and break every record in the book. The, um, the stats God have come in on the recent podcast, and the feedback from the listeners is if you want more listeners and stop talking about Daniel Jones, just trust me on that. Just don't, don't fact check me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to do it for this uh, really long, fun discussion podcast. Uh, thank you to Trent and Alex for the first part for the college basketball discussion. I am so excited that Mark Madness is almost here. Uh, thank you to Austin and Rosie for hopping on for the quarterback rankings. Rosie, thank you for just lots of content. Put my heart and soul into this. I will I say this was it. fun. This was you, the controversy made it interesting. And I, if y'all want to comment on this rankings that we put out seeing what y'all want to hear next talking about position group yeah we'll go over that tweet us email us instagram dm us at making the call one on twitter you can join our sleeper squad um making the call one on instagram whatever you prefer um i've been doing good on squads lately i wanted i wanted to mention uh you know there was some some sad news today about major league baseball that opening day is canceled um, they could not reach an agreement on the new CBA. Um, so everyone here at making the call, we got together, we decided to make an executive decision because we are so upset with, with Rob Manfred. Uh, we've decided that Rob Manfred will never be allowed on this podcast. Uh, it came as a very, very tough decision. Um, but we just, we can't stand the guy, uh, San- sanctions, baby. When you have someone who doesn't like baseball in charge of baseball, this is what happens. I'll just I'll leave it at that. Um, to end when on we a happy note, e- when we were most excited to watch the Rangers too, but we can yep. talk about that more. Maybe I'm, one day. Maybe someday. Rip. On a happy note, the dad joke this week. Let's do it. What do you call a kangaroo's lazy Joey? A pouch potato. I'm trying. Mm. <laughs> That's like, gonna do it. Pouch something. Pouch. I don't know. That's not where I thought you were going to go. Like... And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. We will be back next week to talk about the conference tournaments in college basketball and whatever else we decide to cover. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.